0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne from Boveda, and I'm standing here with Willy Herrera from Drew Estate. We're in the fields of the Florida Sun Grown Farm. There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Boveda. This is Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne. And I'm standing right next to Willy Herrera, Master Blender from Drew Estate. Willie, thanks for being with us. Hey, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's pleasure being here. The people out there know your name, but just refresh us. What blends from Drew Estate are we enjoying of yours?
1: So the Herrera Esteli, Brazil, which is one of the new ones, the Norteño, the uh, Underground shade, underground sun grown, the Florida sun grown that comes out of using the, the tobacco here at Jess Farm. Right yeah, um, let's see what else. The, uh, the Pappy tradition okay. that we did. Um, now, the
0: Pappy tradition that has a different type of tobacco in it that's kind of soaked in or aged in those barrels, right? Well, that's the, pa-
1: the Pappy barrel fermented. That was the first one that we did. Uh, the original one. The second one is the Pappy Tradition with the uh, the red and kind of cream band. Yeah. And that's just traditional tobaccos. But the first one, you're right. The first one is the one that has the stuff that's aged in the bourbon barrels.
0: And the newest one that you worked on, the League The newest 10, right? one?
1: Well, we, there's a couple new ones. So, you got the Liga 10-year anniversary, you got the Liga H99, the Herestoli Brazil, and the Herestoli Miami. Those are the four newest uh, releases that we've done. We introduced all of those at the trade show last year. Wonderful. Yeah. It's well, been good. It's been exciting.
0: Willie, when you're starting out a brand new blend, right? Let's talk about the creative process because you are starting from scratch, mm-hmm. and you have to go through a very specific process. And particularly if you're starting from scratch, where do you get the inspiration to even start this blend? So I go into the blending.
1: Process there's there's kind of two ways, you know. One way, I get a direction from the company. For example, the Underground Shade. They wanted to come out with a very mild cigar using a specific wrapper.
0: Okay. see so you have a.
1: So I already knew I, I was going to go with Connecticut Shade, and I knew it was going to be something you know in the milder spectrum uh, within our portfolio. The other way is. I'm in Nicaragua once a month, minimum, and I'm always blending stuff.
0: So you're always sampling tobacco that comes in?
1: Either blending stuff with new tobaccos that come in or just blending stuff with existing tobaccos we have. Just blend different stuff, different wrappers, different binders, different combinations of fillers from different regions. Just constantly trying to create something new because my character I get bored. Sure, we all do, don't we? You know what I mean? So I'm always looking for something new, you know? That's why I smoke not just our stuff. I smoke, you know, a number of other brands. So I, I'm always working on different wrappers, uh, different binders, new tobacco that comes in, incorporate that into different things. And, you know, just, just try to create something that fills a gap, a void in our portfolio. You know, the goal is to, to have a cigar for everybody. The mild guy, the medium guy, the Connecticut guy, the Sumatra guy, the Brazilian, the broadleaf. You know, you're, you're, you have such a broad spectrum of, of smokers and what they like and, you know, uh, some guys only smoke stuff with Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Right. Or, you know, I only smoke broadleaf. You know, you have all kinds of smokers. So I'm always working on stuff that, that will fill a void for us. You know what I mean? Perfect.
0: All right, so you talked about the blending and sampling of tobacco, never wanting to get too bored with anything. And when you're doing this process of creating this brand new cigar, how much of your palette plays a role in this cigar? You know,
1: I come up with the blends, like I always tell people, I never blend the cigar for the market per se. Uh, for example, yeah, if the be- market is smoking real spicy, real heavy cigars, that's not really my profile. Okay. And I'm never gonna make a cigar that I'm not gonna enjoy myself.
0: So first and foremost, you have to enjoy it. I have to enjoy so it. it's a big role then that your palate's playing in this because it's coming yeah. straight from your palate that we right. know right. Willie's going to smoke this and enjoy this. Right, and then I'll create, for example,
1: three different blends, four different blends, that I really, really like, and then hand it out to the team. I have my group uh, in Nicaragua. I have the team in Miami. We're we'll all smoke it and narrow that down. Maybe they like two that they like a lot, sure. or maybe one is like, okay, the other three, no. So then I'll go back and start tweaking and start working with that one.
0: Okay, so you do tweak it. That was one of my questions. Like, it's never right on the first time. Okay, so we're gonna come out with like five or ten or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. We're gonna narrow it down to maybe two or three. Right. And then we're gonna make small adjustments. And that small adjustment, where are you making that small adjustment? Filler, binder, or? Based off of
1: what they're telling me, based off of the feedback.
0: So the flavor profile that they give you, they're saying it needs a little more spice. A little needs more sweetness. Correct. Okay.
1: You know, maybe the burn is an issue on some of the samples. So then you start working with different binders that help the wrapper burn better. Okay. Or maybe the is too heavy. So then you got to work with thinner wrappers that aid in, in the combustion of the cigar. You know, it's, it's all it's a, a lot, lot of, of moving pieces. parts. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces of this constant, whole thing. Constant, constant. A lot of pieces. It's not a, you know, grab three different, four, five different tobaccos, put it together, and it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. It's a
1: lot yeah. of work. It's a lot that goes into it.
0: With all that work, there have to be some written rules that we're going to be following through this whole process to make sure we get to the end product, at least in a timely fashion, right?
1: You know, the first thing, I would say the key thing, is do not go into a project or into a blending stage without knowing that you're going to have enough of. Whatever tobaccos it is, you're gonna work with.
0: Okay, so first we have to acquire all the tobacco, and then that's that's a not process.
1: acquire it, but at least know with you talk to the grower. Hey, look, I'm gonna be working with this tobacco, or oh, the farmer, the farmer, okay, or the supplier. Do they have enough? Are you gonna have enough for X production a year? Okay, and if you get the green light, and then you can start working with now it. Now let's start working with it. because blend. you you know you don't want to work on something, come up with a killer blend. Then you go buy all the tobacco. <laughs> oh bad. man, we don't have enough. Which happened to me with Herrera Celeste. Herrera really? Sali, I had to reblend the cigar twice. Twice? Two times. Total reblend, or yeah. m- major adjustments? Major right? adjustments.
0: Not just final tweaks in the last stages. Major adjustments. Major and adjustments. And it was because of that. Do you think that was a good thing or a bad thing? Because now we're we're tasting the Herrera Celeste. Oh, That's version team. what?
1: Three? Two? Out, well, no, they were. Well, yeah, it would have been third. The but there person. were hundreds that I was doing loo- right. leading up to so that. you
0: kind of had one and then nope, yeah. couldn't do it, and two, couldn't do it, and now three. You think yeah. it was kind of a blessing in disguise? Definitely.
1: All For right. Sure. You put but a very frustrating lesson, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Dang it. Make sure you have that tobacco. That's the written rule right mm-hmm. there, folks.
1: Yeah, you don't want to go into something and then create this magical blend, and then you go to buy it, and it's a sample crop ah. or a test crop or you know oh man that's so frustrating so So i would say that
0: is the number one rule number one rule make sure we have the crop or the opportunity to get the crop yes yes so we've talked about these written rules are there any times you have to break those written rules
1: you know there are times we'll break it and that's the 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 cigar that you'll see that it's a limited release Mm. one size or once a year or Uh, once a quarter, you know, once every two quarters. And that's because you found this really amazing tobacco that you can't do a regular production line, but it's so good. So you're like, you know what? Let's, you know you're going to upset people because you're you're only going to make a a limited amount, but you break the rule and you say, you know what? Let's at least get them to try at least one. All right. And you do one size, you know, and you do a smaller run and, you know, and you come out with
0: Limited edition. A limited edition, Yeah. You know? It's It's limited because they just can't get their hands on any more of that tobacco, but it was so good that they still wanted to bring it to yeah. you. That is the best. We appreciate yeah, you man. doing that. Yeah, if man. you didn't break the rules, we wouldn't have some of these fun treats to try.
1: So. That's the way I look appreciate at Appreciate it.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we have a finished product, we have a lot of time and energy into it, it's time to release it to the market, right? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do as far as putting it in a box that you're comfortable with, the values that you've been brought up with, expression of Willie Herrera himself, how's that gonna be transcended into what we see as the customer?
1: Well, if it was up to me, the packaging would be horrible. (laughs) Luckily, we have a fantastic team that think of all these amazing designs and boxes, box color, style of bands. You know, they know I'm, I'm 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 very traditional i like traditional look i like traditional feel so when the process starts they come up with all these different designs
0: sure.
1: and what do you think willie i'm like wow, well, this is a little too out there man but you know this this feels right where you know where i'm comfortable it represents the line well it represents me well you know so i just i, I give input Okay. because that's not my expertise thing. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not good for that. You know what I mean? Sure. But they, they, they know that it has to be traditional yep. and, and that's usually what I'm gonna go for. Traditional look, clean look, nothing too crazy.
0: Yeah, the Herrera Esteli and the, the, the Nortenio line, mm-hmm. very similar, kind of a box shape with the, with the image in it. Mm-hmm. But on the Nortenio, what is the image that we're looking at and does that have a significant role into the name of the cigar
1: no role so the image that is the national bird of nicaragua
0: so that bird is the national bird of nicaragua so essentially your heritage or the heritage of the cigar is put right into that
1: in a sense and then the name the translation is northerner so the, the esteli is in the northern part of the country and for the people in Managua, they consider Estelianos, Norteños, Northerners. I'm a Northerner in the country.
0: Hey, so are we. We're from so, Minnesota, so we'll take that. Norteño so that's, all the that's
1: how Norteño came about. The name I thought it was perfect. I thought it, you know it fit perfect for that cigar.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool, insight. I didn't know that. Um, now that we've got the final product, of course we're enjoying it now hopefully yeah well yeah <laughs> what what are people saying about your cigars what do you hear it's been positive positive been Positive. yeah they they say a lot of good things about it especially for me the Herrera Esteli has that sweetness to a blend that i absolutely love right and it has a cigar that i will pick up all day long and give it to my friends that yeah. don't smoke a lot because i know they're gonna enjoy it they're not going to be off-put by it, right. and it's just going to be a home run for anybody that wants to enjoy a good cigar.
1: And that was, that was my goal with that cigar. You know, the first thing was to create something so different, unlike Drew Estate. And my second thing was to create something that everybody could enjoy, you know, because we've typically been known for very full body, very heavy cigars, the Underground, the Liga Privada 9, the P52. We've always been known for very heavy, fuller-bodied stuff, and I'm like, you know what? I want to do something different. I want to bring what I'm used to doing in Miami, in my family's factory, El Titan, where I started. And mm-hmm. so I started with the Habano and just started working with all the different tobaccos that a lot of them were new because I didn't, I never had access to that in Miami, in my little factory. El Titan
0: was very small. It is very and, small. And then you go to Drew Estate that's importing so much tobacco, it's a thousands and thousands of pounds
1: and it's a warehouse full of tobaccos. So, it's, you know, it took you a while. I probably
0: walked in there and just said, oh my goodness, what a playground I have in front of me. That's exactly what happened. And then quickly turned into frustration, like, oh my God, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> you know? The daunting task of That's how right. do I put all this together? That's right. All right. What are some of the things? Let me rephrase this. Now that we're enjoying your cigars, I want to hear from you what do you want people to have in mind when they are enjoying them? What's the kind of the Willie Herrera value? You know, let it just clear your mind, man.
1: You know, uh, I I've, I've meet so many people on a weekly basis traveling the US, visiting stores, doing events, that, you know, I want it to be the cigar that if you had the worst day in your life at work, you get home and you get to your shop and you light up and you're like, yeah. It, you just disconnect my Friday cigar, and it makes your day better. Yeah. Or, like it's happened to me f- once already, met a gentleman who started smoking cigars with his son. okay? Every night they would smoke that one cigar. league And uh, son was in the military, goes off. Oh, doesn't no. come back. Guess what cigar that guy smokes every night? In memory of his son. Goosebumps,
0: man. yeah. Herrera S. I mean, you are deeply rooted in people's lives, right? So, to sit down, that's and what cigars it. do you yeah. know, they
1: make your day better or they bring back a memory,
0: right?
1: Or you know, and that's what I want the cigar to do, you know, yeah, bringing that, those memories. you know,
0: make their day better okay. in some kind of way. Well, we appreciate it, yeah, man. Thanks for making all of our lives better with Definitely. Herrera Celis Cigars Thank and you guys. everything you do.
1: Thank you guys for getting the message out.
0: Yeah, no problem. You've just watched another episode of Box Press. Willie Herrera, we're at the Florida Sun Grown uh, Farm. Thank you. You know where to check out Bovida's content. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and all podcast platforms.